0: Pop culture pastor. So, we were just talking about the popcorn Mjolnir bucket. Yes. That would be a popcorn bucket shaped like Thor's hammer that AMC was selling for 40
1: bucks. Looks legit.
0: $39.99. The official description from AMC Theaters for the popcorn container reads Are you worthy to wield the Mjolnir popcorn container? This detailed replicas from the new film Thor: Love and Thunder, and available only at AMC theaters. You can pre-order these hammers until July seventeenth. After that, they're going for good. Yeah, and you were you were just lamenting that you didn't get one, but um, uh, you may be interested to know that some fans are not so happy with it, and they're protesting by destroying them. You already wasted your
1: money on it. It is a it is a convoluted situation, isn't it? <laughs> If you're going to destroy it, just send it to me. TikTok user
0: RealMisfits complained that the hammer felt, quote, flimsy and easy to dent and was disappointed that it was unable to come off the rock base.
1: It's supposed to be a display piece and or hold your popcorn. <laughs> it's a popcorn container.
0: I love people like they're... Okay, so there's a bunch of people protesting. Um, meanwhile, other users like Chris DeArtist. I mean, anybody that uses duh instead of the, right there, I know. I know we've got a genius on our hands. He took matters into their own hands, and he attempted to remove Mjolnir from the base, breaking the tin hammer. So it's tin. That's wow. why it's 40 bucks. Who's paying 40 bucks for a popcorn holder?
1: I think that, so AMC's the one that also did the Batman cow popcorn holder. Yeah. And it might have been... 40 bucks as well. So anyways, um
0: they were they lamented that it comes on a rock base, a fake rock base, you know, that you couldn't remove and that it was easily dentable. And I wanted to be like these people thought they were getting the real Muenster.
1: Job brownies.
0: Like you wanted the real Muenster for $40 and you thought you were worthy. <laughs>
1: Exactly.
0: Oh man, I, I love people. People are the best. People are the best. I was like, you literally bought a popcorn holder shaped like Thor's hammer for forty dollars, and then you're mad because of the quality. Have you never been to the movie theater?
1: <laughs> Slash, I would have been mad that I spent forty dollars on a popcorn holder. <sighs> right, right. That's why you should be mad.
0: You can go buy a toy Mjolnir for twenty bucks from Walmart.
1: And then, if you want, you can fix it to a rock-based platform and then have it standing on your mantle.
0: Oh, they don't want the rock-based platform. They apparently want to wield
1: it. Well, I
0: want to wield it like the real hammer made out of the uru metal, just like in the comics.
1: Uh, bring back LARPing. So,
0: Cody, I was... um. I was thinking about something. I watched Top Gun over the weekend. The new Top Gun movie.
1: Loosely based on my real life story.
0: (laughs) Of course. Your fighter pilot days. Yep. I was watching Top Gun and there's the obligatory
1: beach scene. Because there has to be one. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. And in this one, they're playing some version of football that seemed really complicated.
1: I was baffled.
0: They, they were playing offense and defense at the same time. Anyways, not important. What's important is, in the, in the, at least in the context of the story I'm telling, that they were all shirtless, the dudes. There was mm-hmm. a girl, but she was wearing a shirt. Uh, but all the men in this story are shirtless. And as an older person, I find it hard to ignore just how ripped and in shape these actors are. Miles Teller has never been, he's an actor, by the way, has never been someone I thought, oh, that dude looks like he's in great, great shape. But in this movie, he's been around for a while. He's 35 now. Uh, he looks like a professional athlete.
1: It was kind of scary.
0: Yeah, he's super ripped. I mean, super low, obvious, you could tell by looking at him, super low body fat index. And you might think, well, Dave. Why are you talking about that? <laughs> that seems weird. I'm getting uncomfortable. And I want to talk about that for a specific reason. So I, I, I'm, I'm watching Top Gun. I see this beach scene. Everybody's super ripped and in shape in this scene. And I think, you know, actors, actresses, they get a bad rap sometimes. Often we try to, we try to paint our celebrities in that area as aloof they're coddled, mm-hmm. they, th- that they don't have a right to say things sometimes because, oh, what would you know in your mansions? You don't know hardship, right? I've been guilty of this. Exactly. Uh, when, when they did the stupid uh, Imagine video, uh, well, Gal Gadot, oh, yeah. Yeah. after the pandemic started and everyone was in their houses and sh- they did the Imagine video and they got a lot of flack because they were like, what would you know about struggle? I don't think that's fair. And that scene in Top Gun reminded me of that. You don't get that way without sacrifice and hard work. I know because I've tried to diet. And what those people look like in that movie is months and years of really rigid dietary structure and exercise. Like exercise on a professional athlete level. These actors and actresses these days are going through regiments and it and it's there's real struggle and i know from having portions of my life where i did things like that where i was in great shape and i stuck to a diet i mean now i can't drive past a taco bell without getting a mexican pizza now
1: well you should because (laughs) it's not that good dave
0: oh stop it uh they're they're excellent but my point is can we give them a little credit for that's not an easy life
1: no and i mean The struggles are going to look way different than, I guess, your typical person's struggles. But they're going to have struggles. They're going to have conflict. They're going to have hardships. And with a profession that is based on not only your abilities, but also your looks, it's going to be very difficult to have a long, sustaining prosperous career like a tom cruise for every tom cruise i don't know how many thousands of people there are that go out to hollywood and then don't make it or are in a couple things but it doesn't last long and so yeah there's definite struggle don't think that just because they have money that that solves all the problems it doesn't
0: well, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what I'm getting at. When, when, when someone like a celebrity or, or someone who's in the movies disagree, we, says something we disagree with, that's what we tend to attack. Well, What do you know? You've got money. You've lived the good life. I think we got to stop doing that with our fellow human beings because here's what we should have learned by watching any episode of VH1's Behind the Music. Nobody's living the good life. We're, we're broken, fundamentally broken. That's what the Bible tells us. This good life we think other people are living, we're just using it as a weapon because they said something we don't like. And, mm-hmm. and by doing that to another member of humanity, do you think Miles Teller doesn't want a Mexican pizza? Of course he wants a Mexican pizza. Who wouldn't besides Cody?
1: <laughs> I like to think Miles is like, do you have a barbecue pizza?
0: Okay, yeah, maybe maybe he wants a, a, a Reese's. But let me tell you something. That dude looks like he hasn't eaten anything good in years. Five
1: <laughs> years at least. He probably
0: hasn't had a carbonated
1: beverage. Oh,
0: I, poor I, Miles. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is and, and I'm making it kind of jokey, but understand that they're human beings. They have emotional struggles. They have self-image struggles and I know that sounds weird because here I am uh, it sounds amazing i'm I'm fat I'm it's okay I can say that I'm overweight um, and I have self-image struggles and I, I look at people on screen they're like oh they don't have self-image struggles yes they do because they're human and when I separate them out like that that is the beginning of of trying to dehumanize someone. When we do that, when we lump people into categories and we discount something they've said because we disagree with it uh, or that they see something differently than we do, that thing we do where we say, you don't know because of this. You can't understand because of this. You are in the middle of dehumanizing them. And we got to stop doing that.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And I thought all that because I saw Miles Teller shirtless in the new Top Gun movie. There was something else I noticed, Cody, Okay. in that scene. Um, I noticed this, and I asked my wife just to make sure that that she noticed it too. But you notice in that beach scene in Top Gun, the new Top Gun, where they're all playing football. And I could talk about it because there's no spoilers here. Spoiler. It, this is what we called in the 80s a montage, a training montage in effect. But this one's like training slash fun. We're seeing all these young people who are super physically fit. Tom Cruise is, I don't know, 84, however Uh, however old he is. I think he's
1: actually 59. All right,
0: whatever. But there's some very careful editing that goes on there, and I don't know if you noticed this when you were watching it, but they never show Tom from about upper chest down. Did you notice that? There's quick editing away from it. Every time you think you're about to see Tom Cruise shirtless, you don't. Very fast editing, which is strange because they focus on everyone else and he their rippedness. 59, Dave. And I thought, well, uh, all compliments to Tom Cruise aside, I, th- I found it weirdly encouraging <laughs> that he's human. Yeah. That Tom Cruise is, in fact, human. And they were doing quick, clever editing to kind of cover that he didn't look like the other actors in the scene with his shirt off. And I thought, oh, okay, that made Tom Cruise more human to me, because sometimes he doesn't seem very. human.
1: It might have been the most enjoyable Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen.
0: Oh, it was a wonderful movie, and I like. Listen, I know there's things about Tom Cruise we could sit here and dissect and break down things that we may not like uh, in p- terms of his what he believes and who he's involved with, but. Uh, It was a fun movie, and at the end of the day, Tom's a human being, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and love him.
1: Yeah. He made a good movie.
0: Cody, Running with the Bulls is back in Pamplona, Spain. Oh. Been gone for two years because of the pandemic, but now it's
1: back. I thought you were going to say Running with the Chicago
0: Bulls. No, 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 no. You don't get to run with the Chicago Bulls.
1: That would be fun. You're
0: running with real, live, actual bulls. That sounds ridiculous. Granted, you could do that around here. We live in Kansas. Bulls are mean. (laughs) I love these. Because you know there's Americans there. Oh, yeah. Let's be very clear about what's happening. They're not running with bulls. They're They're running running from from bulls.
1: bulls. (laughs) And I've seen interviews with Americans that are there, and usually they're not Americans from like the Midwest.
0: No. We are around bulls, real bulls. We just sit back and watch the madness. Who's going to get a horn? You mess with the bull, you get the horns. People say that around here. They do. It's not just a clever saying, it's like really something that happens. Mhm. I just don't understand. But you're right, these people all got to be from like the city. New York City. New York <laughs> New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. Let's go to Spain because we can afford that. And let's run with the bulls.
1: Slash, a- how does this tradition get started?
0: I don't know. It's the, it's the highlight of a nine-day festival. Early morning, and thousands of thrill-seekers scramble to avoid six bulls. They unleash six bulls as they charge along a winding cobblestone route to the city's bull ring. And the spectators watch from the balconies and barricades, wooden barricades, as if that wasn't,
1: like, I wouldn't feel real safe there. (laughs) Um, Because I've seen them jump over the barricades before.
0: (laughs) The rest of the day, uh, they eat and they drink, they dance, cultural entertainment. Uh, The festival, it said, was made famous by Ernest Hemingway's 1926 novel, The Sun Also Rises.
1: I probably should read some Hemingway in my life. Should you? I don't know. They always make it sound like it's some grand work of art. Oh, FOMO
0: at work. Cody's got fear of missing out going on right now. (laughs) I mean, I do think it says something, Cody, that 200,000 people live in Pamplona, Spain, but the people running from the bulls, those aren't Pamplonans. Those are (laughs) foreigners. What do the good people of Pamplona
1: know that we don't know? That This really isn't that much fun. It's
0: not a good idea. (laughs) Uh, Californian couple Shayla and John Dowd, who work in Silicon Valley, right, (laughs) were among those thrilled that the party is back so they could partake in it for the first time. Shayla said she would watch while John tested his legs against the Bulls and other frantic sprinters. It's been a long time. Bucket list wish to come, they said. We were prepared to come before COVID, but uh, we've been waiting and waiting, and now we're excited to be here. I'm going to be cheering him on from the top, saying, go, run faster.
1: Again, they could have done this in Kansas. You didn't have to go all the way to Spain. We'd have put you in a ring with a bowl. Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma, (laughs) Nebraska, anywhere in the Midwest, really. Uh, We'll have to wait and see how many people
0: get gored. Eight people were gored during the last time they had this festival in 2019. 16 people have died in the bull runs since 1910. The last death occurred in 2009. People die. Oh, yeah. It's a
1: big, wild animal.
0: This is the second time in less than a week we've talked about people getting gored Uh, on the radio. We talked about the bison in Yellowstone, BJ. Oh, I heard about that. Which (laughs) they
1: are closely related, bison and cows. Good call. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do I'm with it. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> you don't mess with these gigantic
0: beasts. I just had an idea. Okay. We're always looking for tourism, right? We are. Why don't we have a running of the bulls in Chanute? Down- <laughs> no one's using our downtown for anything anyways. That's a good downtown one.
1: will get leveled. <laughs>
0: Uh, dear Californians, come one, come all <laughs> for your thrill-seeking adventure to lovely downtown Chinook, Kansas, where you will run away from many hungry
1: and mad American bulls. <laughs> we should have long horns, though. Mmm, yeah, look real cool. Do those
0: go as fast as bulls, though? Oh. Are they? I guess they are bulls. They just got horns. Yeah, I'm here for it. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Make it happen. Cody, BJ, there's something very real I want to talk about that affects um, everyone in our society, in our culture. I believe that most of the problems we're experiencing, we could, I think we can look out at our country and our society and our culture, maybe all of Western civilization at this point, and we can look out, we can identify that we're not flourishing. Something's wrong. Oh, yeah. Something's wrong with the way we're going about things. And I think that I've identified it. I'm going to say that the problem, the biggest problem we currently experience is we live in a victim culture. This culture, comprises basically that we all individually have been fooled into somehow thinking of ourselves as beset upon, that we're persecuted, that somehow life is being unfair to us or the authorities or the government or whatever's causing us problems. Basically, we're saying that our circumstances are not our own. They're not our fault. And the reasoning we do this either consciously or subconsciously is because we want to absolve ourselves of being accountable. We don't want to have to be accountable for any choices we make. And you can see that in almost all the things we fight for now, Um, our country, that is. Think about about abortion. Think about all these things. Think about defund the police. Think about protecting the police at all costs. We want to absolve people of the choices they make. Here's the problem. We all make bad choices Mm. every day. In times past, man, we grew up learning this. Hey, you make choices, you live with the repercussions. Mm-hmm. We make choices, you're going to have to be accountable for them. And this is why we, we try to make everything all good and all evil. And the reason is, is because if there's an all evil, and the, the reason for that is, is if we can say they're evil, the other side, the side we don't like, then we can absolve ourselves of our own circumstances. On principle, just on a baseline, do you guys agree with that? That this is kind of what we do now? This is why we get on social media and be like, oh, this is, I'm beset upon because of this. I'm beset upon because of that. I'm persecuted. Christians do this too. We're we're facing so much persecution in, in our country when really we're
1: not. I'll agree in part. I think it's what gets attention now and we're all about attention, but for at least a couple of millennia, Christians have always gone to the excuse of, well, I can't be blamed for my shortcomings. It's either Adam's fault for original sin or it, the devil made me do it or my neighbor did this and I couldn't help myself. And so you come up with excuses,
0: but this is bigger than coming up with excuses. This is bigger than being caught in something and then saying, like being the child, like being one of my kids, be like, but this person did this, this, but this like that's we've you're right. We've always done that. But what's going on is bigger. We're trying to change the way we view reality into something different. We're trying to change it to become permanent victims And I think the reason for that is, is because we want to pretend that our choices are only about us. You hear this all the time, my body, my choice, I have autonomy, but the problem is, is that's a lie. Our choices have always affected the people around us. My choices, if I make choices for my children and my family, it affects them. And here's the part I don't want to think about. My choices don't just affect my children. It affects their children and their children, and their children. That's what we don't want to admit, that our choices ripple out for generations sometimes.
1: If you go the epigenetic route, if you stay in an abusive relationship because you you think you can't find someone better, and you have a kid while in that abusive relationship, genes are passed on about fight or flight responses, mm. and it will affect your child. There's more and more studies that are coming out that traumatic events that happen in and around childhood or even in pregnancy have a ripple effect for generations. And it's passed on through genetic responses. And so that portion and also if you go through something tough, you will try to raise your kid to either not have to face that or... You'll try to raise your kid to be prepared for it. So, yeah, there's definitely uh, consequences for your actions and decisions that will affect future generations, potentially, God willing, that we all live that long.
0: So I just wanted to say this at the start, that on a macro level, I believe this is what's happening to our culture, to us as people. This is what we do, because I want to talk about it, what we do with it on the micro level. So on the micro level, the people that we identify with, the people that we have sensitivities for, we will try to do that for them. We'll try to absolve them of their choices and make them victims. I want to be very careful because what I'm saying is I don't care about them. No, no, quite the opposite. I do care about them. I can have empathy for people without making them victims. And so it leads me to this story because I believe you can see what we do within this story that's happening right now. I don't know if everyone's heard of it because it's not like major headline news, but it is in the news. And that's about the story of Brittany Greiner, a basketball player who played at Baylor, who went to Russia to play basketball and then got caught committing a crime against Russia. Again, I want to say I have nothing against Brittany Greiner and I empathize. Let's just discuss what happened here. Brittany Greiner is a basketball player, plays in the WNBA. And yeah. in the WNBA, they don't make as much money as the guys in the NBA. And so they go to supplement their income in the offseason. Now, I could just hear people yelling it. Maybe that don't listen to this station. But as soon as you bring up the, the pay gap, mm-hmm. well, they should be making as much as they may, as much as the NBA players make. No, they shouldn't. You want America? You want a, f- a fair society? There's nothing more fair than getting paid comparative to what people want to see mm. like look if i go make a movie with m night Shyamalan and it's a stinker <laughs> then i don't deserve to make as much money as chris hemworth who's making Thor movies that a billion that make a billion dollars that's just the way it works there's nothing more fair than that
1: i want to make chris Hemsworth money
0: I'm just pointing out that the That's whole Cody gets women's soccer players, we went through this whole thing, and now the women's soccer mm-hmm. players make just as much as the men because people raise distinct. See, I'm just making everyone mad this morning. I told you I was going to. But there's nothing more fair in the world to know that just more people are interested in men's soccer. That's just truth. That's just an accurate representation of what happens. Therefore, it makes more money. Therefore, there's more money to go around. Therefore, the players make more.
1: It makes sense when you word it like that. Okay.
0: <laughs> but that's another situation where we turn people into victims that aren't victims. Brittany Griner gets to play basketball for a living. Mm. That's a gift. Even if it's $100,000 a year versus $2 million, it's still a gift to some people. Some people would give just about anything to play basketball for a living. Nice. They're out there. okay. I was one of those people. Not anymore because <laughs> that's a lot of hard work. I get it. Now, back to the point. The point is is that's not the only place we would make Brittany Griner a victim. Okay, So she supplements her income like a lot of it, WNBA players do. She's not alone. A lot of them go overseas in mm-hmm. the offseason to supplement their income and play basketball. She went to Russia. A lot of WNBA players go to Russia. She's not the only one. She goes to Russia. She gets caught in the airport. Uh, Sheremetyevo International Airport. They found cannabis, that is marijuana, vape cartridges in her luggage. <sighs> now, this has all become, like you jokingly said, free Britney.
1: I did say free Britney. This has
0: all become that somehow Britney Greiner is a victim of a Machiavellian... Russian plot to just punish the United States, to punish America, because we don't always agree with everything they do. I'm about to say something wildly countercultural. Let me preface this by saying I empathize with Brittany Griner. I have sympathy for Brittany Griner. I do think our government should do whatever they can to bring her home. However, I will not absolve Brittany Griner of her choices because I can't do that. That's what society and culture does that has li- that is literally tearing our society apart as we speak. We're trying to absolve ourselves of accountability. She chose to go to Russia to play basketball, to make money. She chose to break their laws to carry into their country marijuana vape cartridges. She chose to not read up about where she was going to see like we knew this because they made a movie back in the day with Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. with, uh, that was based on a true story where the, the spring breakers go to Thailand and they get caught with drugs. Yeah. And they like in Thailand, it was like you're going to prison for life.
1: Hmm.
0: We, you just intrinsically knew that even through some of our entertainment that like, hey, other countries have different laws and you should probably check those out before you go there. Oh, so, yeah. So she chose to do this. She chose all these routes And what I'm saying is, is like, does that make me not feel bad for her? No, not at all. I feel terrible for her. But we don't have to make her a victim to try and to say we want to help her out. You can literally see this problem in almost everything tearing us apart right now. This idea that we don't want to, we want to make ourselves all victims so we don't have to be accountable for our own choices. And you can see it in everything. Your choices always have repercussions, effects, and we need to be accountable thoughts
1: cody um i will say that it is nice when you don't have to be held accountable for when (laughs) you do things that are improper immoral or against the law i mean that it it does feel good that you don't have to face your consequences or harsh criticism or judgment but At the same time, when you go to some place, even within the United States, from state to state, there's different laws, Mm -hmm. especially about marijuana in general. And so where most states, you might not get anything happen to you or just a slap on the wrist. Some states, they're looking at putting you in jail for a while or even potentially prison, depending on how much marijuana you have on you. So uh, you definitely have to study up on that. And at the same time, it goes to would the United States government go to bat for every citizen Mm. that got arrested in Russia for something similar?
0: Yeah. Uh, If BJ Wall goes to Russia with contraband, gets caught with it in the airport, (laughs) is it ended up on Joe Biden's desk? Is it? i don't well, think that's so
1: because he released an official statement to, mm-hmm. that he talked with uh britney's wife about this yeah, that's what and, the coach has said too if this was lebron he'd be out
0: oh yeah well and he might be you can take it the other way and yeah. maybe that's true but that's still part of the problem
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> they're yeah. still
0: identifying a problem and just because so again i sympathize with britney but when her handlers, her people say that something right. like that, well, if this is LeBron; he'd already be out. Like, yeah, that doesn't make it right. No, that doesn't make it good. That doesn't make it. That doesn't absolve you of the choices you've made.
1: At the same time, we have the the golf controversy, the uh, LGA or whatever it is, mm-hmm. where uh, golfers are golfing in Saudi Arabia with potentially tainted money. Mm-hmm. We for years have known a lot of Russian ties aren't good ties. Mm -hmm. And so I sense where you're going. uh, There may be some questioning of how do you take money? Like, is this (laughs) an ethical way to get your money? Brittany to go get it from Russia who uh, most of the people that have money are doing it immorally, unethically, inhumanely have Strong ties with other nefarious organizations. Yeah.
0: It's not like our corporate structures are so much better than the Saudi, uh, royal royalty, you know, that too. However, let's take it back to those golfers for a minute. You're going to take that money. Be prepared to deal with the consequences because mm-hmm. there are repercussions for our choices. But I do think our government should do whatever they can to bring her home. I am on the free Brittany bandwagon, right? I am just not on board with doing this thing that we do where we have to paint everyone to be a victim because I'll tell you one thing. She's not, she's not a victim. These are circumstances brought on by her own choices that she made freely. No one forced her into any of these choices. Ah, and not even Russia. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Like I would, if I was the United States and I don't know if they have suggested something like this or not, but like, Ah, let her carry out a chunk of her sins in the United States yep. in jails that we know are at least more accommodating to our sensibilities. Yeah.
0: Well, and of course, the United States government is accusing the Russian government of do, doing this for political reasons. Well, yeah. Let's talk about the deep let's not talk about the deep irony of our government accusing another government of being political. By the way, our government is an entity that routinely introduces bills with good things in them and then with a lot of things they know that the other side won't agree with. So when the other side says no, we're not voting for that, they can say, look what this good thing they didn't vote for. Our government routinely does that. That is a matter of routine. It happens every day.
1: Literally, it just happens, I don't know a month and a half ago where they uh, were voting on having a gas cap mm-hmm. where it can't mm-hmm. go above this certain dollar amount and they voted against it. But that was because there was other things within yeah. the bill.
0: They oh. put So what they do is they put a good thing at the top yeah. Yeah. and then they fill it with all these things that are unrelated that they know the other side won't go for. Mm-hmm. See, because their, their, their idea isn't that the bill will pass. That's not what they want. They want to put in all these other things to make it so they won't vote for it. So they can say, look at what the GOP won't do for you. Yeah. Look at what the Democrats won't do for you. It's common practice. And so there's something deeply ironic about our government calling out another government for acting politically, which if we're being honest, they're probably doing. Because even Russia's laws, while they're following the letter of their law, like Legally, she could face, an, under their laws, she could face up to 10 years in prison. Now, she hasn't got that yet. She, her trial's going on right now. So she's getting a trial. I think sometimes we think Russian and we think,
1: oh,
0: 1970s Russia, you know, like she's Stalin.
1: in Siberia <laughs> right <Yeah>. now. <laughs> she's about to
0: face the gulag, you know. Um, no, she's at a trial. She's, she's getting what we would call due process now, whether that system results in a fair version of that i don't know do we get a fair version of that some people in this country would say they don't yeah and they might have a point but again that doesn't mean that everyone's absolved of their choices the big thing i want i'm getting at here is that by making everyone a victim we're absolving ourselves of accountability that's the number one goal to absolve ourselves of accountability and this has resulted in our society kind of breaking down Like I don't know if you've taken a good look out there. You want to know why all these things are happening? You want to know why mass shootings are happening? Why people are depressed? Why people are angry? Because this doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not helping us flourish. Well, I think they can't figure it out either because they want that, but then they start blaming others. And it's like, wait a minute, you're saying one thing, but trying to do another thing. Of course, you can instantly go to the police stuff where they're like, we're not blaming. We can't blame this crew, but we're gonna blame these guys. Yeah, but then it. And we're gonna hold them accountable for what they're doing, but we're not gonna hold you guys accountable. Right. And so then it's like nothing makes sense. Yeah. What you see it happening yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So it's so back and forth. If you're same. the if you're the head of the Black Lives Matter movement, you try to villainize the whole police and absolve everyone else of their right. their their choices. Right. But then, if you're the head of the police union, you're trying to absolve all the police. Mm-hmm. To absolve them of their accountability. And that doesn't work either. Anyways. All I'm saying is this isn't helping our society at all. And in fact, it's breaking it down. Mm. And I just saw it in this little story about Brittany Griner. Who Mm. again, I love. And I want the best of things for And I hope they can get her back over here. Because I'd rather her face whatever consequences there are for what she did. Which I'm sure are smaller here than they are there. But... I think we can be honest and not have to turn her into a victim to do it that's all i'm saying and i'm sure someone will someone will get mad at me for that someone won't like that i'm saying that but it has nothing that i don't I, I i want the best of things for Brittany griner
1: dave you were coming in hot on that one
0: i kind of was i'm just afraid of going out on that ledge sometimes because everyone wants to be the victim and i'm not doing that Hey everybody, Dave here. Thank you for listening to our uh, little odds and ends, our leftovers of our radio show podcast. Uh, This is just a little filler pod that we give you guys to tide you over to the main pods that come out. Every Friday morning So thank you for listening If you like or want to hear more Of our radio show uh, If you're into Christian music If that sort of thing is your bag uh, But maybe you're tired of what The Christian music stations play you uh, You'll find something different On the station we're on It's called KFEX 93.1 Firescape Radio It's part of a a youth ministry here in the town That we're in And we invite you to listen It's something new We, We play a lot of indie I don't know if you know this, but uh, we're actually living in the golden age of Christian music right now. And most people don't know it um, because you're used to thinking, oh, Christian music. Well, there's less talent in Christian music than there is secular. But that's actually not the case anymore. There's lots and lots of talented people making music who are Christians. uh, But because of the way Christian radio works, you know, the bigger stations, they only play about the same 15 to 20 artists kind of over and over again. Well. That's why we have our station, KFEX. So if that interests you and you want to hear more of us right now, our morning show, uh, is it's in the morning. That might change soon, but we'll let you know if that does. If you want to listen to it anyways, uh, go to www.kfex931.com. Or you can download our app on your iPhone or your Android phone. Uh, It'll be in the app stores of those respective devices. Just go in there, search KFEX. You will find our app and you can listen to us anywhere in the world right there Uh, so give it a shot we'd love for you to do that also while we're talking about the pod make sure you're subscribing to the pod and give us a a, a, give us a rating give us a review give us a little write-up that helps the visibility so that more people can discover the pod and the more people that discover the pod and listen the more things we can do there's so much more uh, that Cody and I want to do we couldn't do it without you thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time you uh-huh.